This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back. We got another huge hour. Al, all these great fans that came in today, none of them was named the fan of the year. Hmm. He will be on at 830. I'm not sure how they named that, but Hmm. there's a fan of the year. Yep. And uh, Al, I, I want all the fans to get together and be on their A game for Saturday night. So we'll meet the fan of the year at 8.30 this morning. On the line with us right now is a columnist, Al. You kn- he must have known he was winning my vote when he said, if, if uh, Sirianni does not come up big Saturday night, uh-oh. Uh, one of the best columnists in this town for the Acquire.com, Mr. Mike Sielski. Hi, Mike. Angelo, you in one and done mode or what? Well, I, I, Mike, I'm packing my bags. You know what I'm saying? And then I read your column and I went, "That's exactly what I believe. It's okay the first year to blow the first playoff game because no one expected you to be there. When you're 14 and three and have a real straight route to the Super Bowl, you better not screw that up. How big a deal is Saturday night in the in the perception in Philadelphia of Nick Sirianni? I think it's a very big deal. I think the manner in which a team makes a run toward a championship matters to fans in this town. I think if you remember back to when the Eagles were making their rise under Andy Reid, <laughs> that first NFC championship game they got to against the Rams, they had beaten the Buccaneers uh, in the playoffs in Andy's second season, then they beat the Bucks and the Bears in his, second, in his third season to get to the championship game. There was a feeling okay, the Rams are great, but the Eagles are coming. And then the following year, that loss to Tampa at the vet changed everything because that was a game the Eagles were supposed to win. And once the Eagles or the Phillies or the Flyers or the Sixers lose a series or game, a big series or game, that they're supposed to win, the perception of coaches and players tends to change and people start listening for the ticking clock. No, I don't think you understand. In Rhea's mind, Rhea, close your eyes right now. Who's running on the turf at the vet? Who do you see, Rhea? <laughs> Joe Jurevicious. Joe Jurevicious <laughs> is still running, Mike. 
and they <laughs> and they blew up the vet, and he's still <laughs> running. He's on the parking lot now where the vet was, and he's still running. That was it, the defining moment. It, Andy never did it here, Mike. He didn't. Yeah, and it's not just that he didn't do it. It's that he didn't meet people's expectations. I think yep. Philadelphia sports fans and followers feel much better uh, about things, so to speak, when their team is more of an underdog, right? Like, was there ever more anxiety, collective anxiety, in Citizens Bank Park than for Game 5 of the 2011 Divisional Series uh, against the Cardinals? Uh, That was not a situation where people felt comfortable because that was a great Phillies team that was supposed to go to the World Series. And when a Philadelphia team is supposed to win a championship or get to the championship round, people around here don't know how to handle that. Hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you something now that I probably shouldn't say. But I happen to have a lot of private conversations with Ruben Amaro. Okay. Ruben Amaro, to this day, Al, mm-hmm. the biggest disappointment of his career was 11. Yeah. That was a better team than eight, Mike. And we mm-hmm. never, this city never forgets the big disappointment. So I'm going to ask you straight up. If he doesn't get to the Super Bowl this year, Sirianni is in that class, isn't he? I think the bloom comes off the rose, so to speak. I think most people looked at this season and said, you know, wow, we thought the Eagles were going to be good. We didn't think they'd be this good. Yep. Uh, and now that they're about to play, face the Giants, a team that they are better than, and they have Jalen Hurts, and he's not on the injury list, and Lane Johnson is coming back, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson is coming back, this isn't the same sort of situation as, 2017-18, when everybody's wearing underdog masks, and Nick Foles is your quarterback, and it's not Carson Wentz. This is a different dynamic. The Eagles are pretty much at full strength, and they're expected to win this game. And if they don't, it will change the perception and the way people look at Nick Sirianni, I think. So let's look at the matchup. The Sirianni coaching staff versus the Dayball coaching staff. Who's got the advantage, Mike? I think Dayball's a really good coach. Uh, but I think Sirianni's been really good for the Eagles as well. Um, if you want to give Dable a slight edge, I, I wouldn't disagree with you, but that doesn't mean that the Giants are a better team. It just means that Dable's a really good coach and Sirianni might be half a notch below him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to say the Giants have the edge, I wouldn't disagree with you. Well, here's the next level of that, the coordinators. That's where my problem comes in. The Giants are 27th against the run, Mike. The Eagles are in the top five. Top five versus bottom five. And and our coordinator with an injured quarterback started the last Giants game with nine straight passes. Is that smart coaching? I don't I didn't have a humongous problem with that. Oh! Uh I I didn't. I didn't, Angelo. And in fact, uh I wouldn't expect I would be a little bit disappointed, let me put it this way, uh, if they started out that way Saturday night. If I were the Eagles and I were Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni, I would have Jalen Hurts carry the ball on the second or third offensive play of the game. Plant the seed in the Giants' heads right off the bat that Hurts is in there and he's able to do everything we need him to do, and you'd better protect you know, RPRs and RPOs and everything that he can do. Um, and even if he can't do that or you don't want him to do that, then you know they've got to guard against it anyway. Um, but should they run the ball more? Yeah, I suppose you can argue they should run the ball more, but Jalen Hurts is there is the nexus of their whole offense. You want to take advantage of his skill more than anybody else's? All right, Mike, I'm going to tell you something right now. Never mind Jalen Hurts running the ball. 
Rhea, I want to put you on alert right now. Mm-hmm. I know you're in the luxury box, but we do communicate via text message. <laughs> yes. If one of those suite. first three plays, yes. Mike, is not a handoff to Miles Sanders, not an RPO, a straight run, I will slow. I will go to check myself into a mental institution because I'm going to go freaking nuts, Mike. That is that's how they made the playoffs last year. They were afraid to establish the running game. Mike, well, logic Angelo, says run the ball. Angelo, Jalen Hurts last year. I'm, I'm not quite sure why you're focused on last year when they were 14 and three this year. No, they ran but- the ball last. They ran the ball last year because Jalen Hurts wasn't nearly as good a quarterback as he is now, and they don't ha- didn't have the weapons that they have now. Um, look, I- I'm all for giving the ball to Miles Sanders, and they should have given him – I can argue you should give him the ball a little bit more often, but just turning around and handing the ball to Miles Sanders yes. is not necessarily the way to win that the Eagles' offense ah! at its highest level. We are going to lose it! He's averaging five yards a carry, Mike. He's one of the most prolific runners when you give him the ball that we have. And they don't want to give him the ball. Ah, I'm losing it now. Mike, I'm losing it now. And the, on the other side of the ball, Mike, the Giants are dinkers and dunkers, right? That's how mm-hmm. they did it against the – so why doesn't my coordinator – play a more aggressive approach and move up on the receivers. Isn't that logical? That would be logical in this situation, yeah, uh, given the opponent that they're facing. The Giants don't have great receivers. Uh, I would not be opposed to the idea of Jonathan Gannon pressing coverage on those guys, especially now that Gardner Johnson is back uh, and things are should be a little more settled in the secondary. Sure, go ahead and do that. Um, yeah, no issue, no issue with there, and we'll see what Gannon does. All right, based on your column, Mike, and I don't like, you know me, I hate worst-case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Al, I'm bad with that oh, right. stuff. Yeah. If somehow oh, the Eagles lose this game, Mike, <laughs> will you be writing a highly critical co- uh, column about Sirianni and the coaching staff? It depends on how they lose the game. I mean, if, if Nick makes several bad decisions and Gannon – has the Eagles playing a defense that allows the Giants to go up and down the field? And sure, I would write a critical column about Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon. I've done that in the past. Uh, as Marcus will tell you, that's that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. Low-hanging fruit, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, who's going to win Saturday night? I think the Eagles are going to have a relatively easy time of it. I do. All right. You know what, Mike? That's all I needed to hear. Mike Sielski, Mike, great column, great stuff. Love talking to you. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, Angelo. Mike Zielski. Now, I, I, I would be...